0: With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee reports 206 more COVID-19 tests carried out since Wednesday. One is positive for COVID-19. The individual is an asymptomatic traveler who tested positive following routine screening and will remain in isolation until considered recovered. This follows the previous day's results, 490 COVID-19 tests carried out, five positive asymptomatic travelers were in that batch. Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee also reported a sample was reported positive for SARS-CoV-2 at Doctors Hospital getting what was described as a very weak positive result. He said the result was taken from someone in the community being screened as part of the ongoing program. The person and everyone in their household was asymptomatic. They had traveled from the U.K. some weeks ago and went through the normal quarantine and screening process with no problems. More samples were taken from the individual and household, which returned negative results. However, in the interest of caution, we're told the household would be isolated and monitored by public health with additional testing over the next few days. The number of people in isolation currently is at 1,290. The premier updates the public on plans for the upcoming National Heroes Day celebrations, along with the new admissions to the Order of the Cayman Islands.
1: In my role as chancellor of the Order of the Cayman Islands, it is my distinct honor and privilege to announce that the following eight outstanding individuals have accepted admission to membership in the Order of the Cayman Islands. To be an officer of the Order, Ms. Heather Borden, OCI Certificate of Honor JP. To be an officer, Dr. Gerald Smith OCI. To be an officer, Mr. John Edward Ebanks OCI Certificate of Honor. To be an officer, Nurse Shirlene Henriques OCI Certificate of Honor.
0: The Honorable Alden McLaughlin says those to be a member of the order, Susie Soto, Reba Dilbert, Pastor Randall Von Canal, and Dr. Delroy Jefferson.
1: These outstanding individuals, the eight of them, were nominated by members of the public, and these nominations were considered by the Council for the Order of the Cayman Islands, which is chaired by the Honorable Chief Justice Anthony Smelle, QC.
0: Mr. McLaughlin says 39 nominations were received this year. Moving on to the National Heroes Day celebrations, this year, Cayman is honoring the country's seafarers and its great seafaring tradition. The celebrations this year will be broken into three different events.
1: Heroes Day celebrations will begin this year on Cayman Brac on Saturday, 23rd of January to honor those seafarers from the Brac and Little Cayman. We will celebrate our heroes from Bodentown, East End, and Northside on Sunday, the 24th of January at Pedro St. James. On Monday, the 25th, we are in Georgetown to recognize those in our seafaring history from the districts of Georgetown and West Bay.
0: Government will also announce a calendar of events to celebrate Caymanian seafarers through the remainder of the year. An appeal tonight for backyard farming to ensure food security. Radio Man's Shanda Gallego has more.
2: Minister for Agriculture Honorable Juliana O'Connor Connolly Wednesday appealed to residents to practice backyard farming, describing it as an excellent way of ensuring food security and good health. The appeal comes as the minister paid a special visit with veteran West Bay farmer Arunapari, where he recently reaped pumpkins weighing over 200 pounds from his backyard garden. He expressed his pride at the impressive yield and also encouraged others to get involved in backyard farming. The minister also urged registered farmers to take advantage of available grants, such as those provided under the COVID-19 Farmers Assistance Program. $1 million have been set aside, according to the ministry, to ensure that farmers, especially those negatively affected by the pandemic, gain access to seeds, fertilizers and other essential agricultural input. Minister O'Connor Connolly stated, through the provision of these funds, the hope is to stimulate increased agricultural activity, increased backyard enterprises and provide greater quantities of fresh, high-quality produce and livestock to satisfy the growing needs of the people of the Cayman Islands. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News.
0: The Cayman Islands Agricultural Society is hoping to ramp up youth interest in agriculture in 2021. Even since COVID, um, we've had a lot of people come in to register to be a part
2: of the society, even if it's for that guidance to grow in, you know, where do I start if I want to do farming? Like being able to come to the society, we can guide them in a way where this is where you start, this is how you do it, so that having that channel is always a best thing to have as an option for those as well. But it is growing. There are a lot of new farmers on board that are younger as well. So we kind of encourage everyone, even if it's a backyard farming that you want to do, you know, eating healthier and eat what you grow is the best way to be healthier.
0: That's Priscilla Bodden, Operations Manager at the Cayman Islands Agricultural Society. While a younger generation of farmers is cropping up, Agricultural Society President George Smith says it is important to remember the older farmers who got us to where we are today.
3: You know, the Cayman Islands, definitely terrain is is definitely different from, from what you see on TV where they have acres and acres of, you know, football fields of of, of, of farms, right? Um, but, you know, but, without their experience, as you said, you know, definitely um, agriculture here would not be where it is. So we that's definitely, yeah. they're, they're the beacon in the society. I mean, the younger farmers is coming behind, But, you know, um, we definitely don't overlook our older farmers for for the guidance and putting us where we are today.
0: You can find out more about backyard farming by contacting the Department of Agriculture at 947-3090. As to the COVID-19 Farmers Assistance Program, you can call 926-3146 or 927-0753. The National Trust voices its disappointment online after the destruction of a historic site in Cayman Brac. In a Facebook post, the Trust said it was, quote, deeply saddened to learn of the destruction of the turtle crawl in the Brac this week, describing it as a piece of Caymanian history beloved by many that has now been lost. The trust says it is unfortunate that there are places like the Turtle Crawl that they are unable to purchase for conservation due to limited funding and the high cost of purchasing land. So the trust says it's using this opportunity to strongly appeal to the planning department and developers to take into consideration the country's environmental and cultural heritage when it comes to development on the three islands. The Central Caribbean Marine Institute is hosting its third year of awareness and action with our Healthy Reefs campaign. The theme for 2021, Healthy Reefs Now.
2: Efforts this year will promote our advocacy for coral reefs within the local and international community through outreach and education, while we continue to do the critical work to monitor the health of our coral reefs as part of our long-term monitoring efforts.
0: CCMI's Robin Larkin tells Radio Cayman the data collected from these efforts provide the scientific evidence which directs their research to better protect and restore coral reefs. You're invited to join CCMI this year to ensure that Cayman has healthy reefs now. Follow their sites to learn about upcoming events and the latest information from their ongoing research projects at the Little Cayman Research Center. You can find out more at reefresearch.org. Do you need help with completing the Needs Assessment Unit application form? Do you have
2: questions regarding how to access services from the NAU?
0: A public service announcement from the Needs Assessment Unit. They want to make it easier for people in the community to get help, so they've launched a pilot program called NAU is in our district. The Needs Assessment Unit is now providing support services in the districts every Friday until the 25th of June. A team will be at the Northside Public Library from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. tomorrow. You can find out more by visiting the Notice Board at gov.ky. The Ministry of Education and Youth says some 370 students registered to participate in the extended holiday program. Radio Cayman's Paula Cal explains.
4: The programs and activities, which started on January 4th, ranged from one-day events to two-week camps and catered to children from age four and upwards. Programs and activities are being offered by the Youth Services Unit, the Department of Sports and the Young Men's Christian Association. So far, the programs have averaged 212 participants every day across all six sites. Participants have had a blend of traditional day camp activities and after-school staples, including STEM, academic enrichment, and social-emotional learning. For the older participants at the Field of Dreams, leadership and teamwork activities have been at the forefront of the Teen Challenge Camp. Program participants are provided with breakfast, lunch, and snacks daily. Transportation is also offered to students for specific activities upon request. The extended holiday programs and activities wrap up tomorrow. For Radio Cayman News, I am Paul Akal.
0: That is your latest local news from Radio K-Man's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.
5: With a look at Radio K-Man's local sports, I'm Dion Anglin. Every four years, many of us are glued to our television sets to watch one of the most amazing examples of athletic prowess in the world: the Olympics. Olympic athletes spend an enormous amount of time training in order to reach their peak physical condition. To get a chance at the gold medal, these elite competitors may have a grueling training schedule that doesn't stop in the years between Olympic Games. Cayman's Olympic sprinter Kimar Hyman shares his schedule.
3: So our regular training day changes because we have cycles, so it's usually a three-week cycle. And this time, in this period, we're doing a lot of some good work, we're doing some over distance or some mid distance, I would say the speed endurance. So one fifty is fast and with longer breaks, um and you know, we're running them fast. So, you know, we're kind of you know, gradually grinding down into the March area where I really where I really open up my season usually each year, March, the end of March, April. So to be honest it's olympics is july and if they're gonna have it i need to be ready so i'm thinking of this need as a uh advantage because i know that other places of like europe and stuff like that is locked down at this moment so they can't even get that ability to have a trap meet so i think that it's definitely good to have this and it benefits me for sure
5: and i heard you saying we who exactly is we who are you training with
3: yeah so <laughs> well when i mean we i, I feel like i definitely can't do it by myself in Norway. So I just, as a team, I would say my. My coach has been Coach Williams, Kenwick Williams. We have our my coach overseas as well. And, you know, just to kind of give him feedback at this point, I'm, I'm sending him videos and stuff. And we're kind of doing it virtually, which is fun as well because I've never done something like this before. But so far, so good. And at the end of the day, I still need to put in the work. So that's what I'm doing.
5: This weekend, Hyman will open his season at the development meet in the 4x100 meter relay event at the Truman Baden Sports Complex. The annual Pete Ribbons Memorial Consolidated Water Meet takes place this weekend at the Lions Aquatic Center hosted by the Stingray Swim Club, the three-day event features competition among swimmers ranging in age from six and under to teenagers with collegiate and international aspirations. Stingray Swim Club is proud to continue Pete Ribbon's legacy of championing youth athletics and competition and is grateful to Consolidated Water for continuing to sponsor the meet. The Stingray Swim Club head coach said this is one of two opportunities remaining to qualify for Carifta for some and will certainly provide some excitement. While over 100 100 swimmers from Stingray Swim Club, Kemana Bay Aquatic Club, Seven Mile Swimmers and other groups have signed up for the event. Admission is free to the public. Meet sessions begin at 5.45pm on Friday, 8.15am on Saturday and 8.15am on Sunday. And the Gamers' Bay 5 eSports Tournament and Technology Convention is just around the bend. Organizers say the fifth annual two-day event will see non-stop competition, fun and lots of excitement. Co-founders of Gamers' Bay Daniel Scott and Lance Jefferson says this year will see numerous enhancements to the fifth event. We know
6: that there is a lot of car racing enthusiasts out there and we wanted to dedicate a whole new section directed just for them. Last year we had a standalone booth and it was a big hit and a lot of people liked it so we went ahead and, and, and expanded on that for, for this year. and added more individual units for, for steering, more steering wheels. In addition to that we're also putting on a special car racing tournament Nintendo 64 Mario Kart Racing Tournament and the classic Nintendo 64. So you get you you get to play it on the cartridge with the original Nintendo 64 for remote, for the retro as well as as well as racing. We had a, a big interest in that as well. So we've introduced that this year, in addition to the modern competition with Fortnite and Call of Duty. You also have the retro game, Market Kart 64. The gaming community came out is so big and it's only grown so much from last year alone, with everyone being stay-at-home. So we just want to make sure that we have the best event we can for the gaming community out there.
5: Jefferson says they're trying to cater to everyone's gaming needs this year, so fans will see some very popular title games, but also some new ones as well.
6: Well, definitely going to have more VR booths. We actually have some amazing new vendors that will be out there displaying their products and services. We've got some new title games that will be out there. One of those new title games is Brawlhalla. It's a pretty popular game down here with our, our locals. We also have the popular Call of Duty Cold War War Zone. It's a two versus two. We've been getting a lot of interest in, in that, so it's going to be fun and exciting. The event is actually divided into two sections so you actually have like an East sports arena where spectators can go in and watch all of the competitors compete and then there is also going to be the convention center where you'll have all of the sponsors and vendors there displaying their products and services as well as there's a number of free gameplay areas out there.
5: Gamers Bay 5 is scheduled for March 27th and 28th at the John Gray Gymnasium. That's it for Radio K-Man's local sports for this evening I'm Dion Anglin.